little sexy green pickle <laughs> yes you're crunchy you are sweet you're tangy you're sour you're all the flavors all the textures you're all the magic and don't you forget it honey you know how I know I'm growing up even though I am 31 so I really need to get the fuck on with it I am literally sitting in a total shithole recording this episode. There's random shit everywhere. There's some kind of burner phone that my boyfriend brought around when he moved in. I don't know what the fuck he's doing on that thing. There's like wrapping paper. There's like mugs of tea. There's like garments that I'm apparently going to sew because I'm a sewing lady now. Um, there's, I, I, there's just shit everywhere. And that's how I know I'm grown because the me five years ago, even I would not have been able to work like this. I would have had to like organize this space. It would have taken like an hour, like titivating everything around, making sure the feng shui was perfect. Everything was clean and tidy. But now look at me go. I'm just sat in a massive fucking stick of the dump shit wreck recording this episode and I'm fine with it. It's not going to affect the quality of my content. The world's not going to end just because my desk is a little messy. I'm just going to get the fuck over it because I'm aware that the goal here is to record this episode and not to tidy my desk today, which is going to make me feel better recording the episode. So here we are. And let that be a little lesson to you as well is that, you know, as in relationships with your messy desk and the task at hand, you really do got to just pick your battles. (laughs) So... Today, it's going to be a hot mess, a very delicious margarita mix of some personal anecdotes about the things I've learned about how to kind of manage my sense of self around my career and also how you can learn to kind of decrease that dissatisfaction you feel about your own career, because I know there's a lot of it. I recently ran a talk uh, where I kind of shell-shocked a whole room full of people who are clearly, you know, just like me too, (laughs) in the past, workaholics, feel like their career is the definition of their success, of their, um, you know, their personality, of who they are. It defines literally every little thing about them, possibly even how good their orgasms are going to be. I mean, that's how highly strung uh, type A, those are the kind of beliefs that are kind of forced upon us as women from when we are young, especially in this era where, as women, we really were expected to get the fuck up and kind of make up for all of the behindness of women that came before us. <laughs> you know, we were like, okay, I'm not going to play with Barbie. I'm going to play with Lego and I'm going to become a fucking engineer. Fuck you guys. And so I think growing up, there was a lot of pressure for us to kind of make up for all those losses of women not having been able to make much progress in their careers because, of course, the motherfucking patriarchy. But you know, fuck, that's like a big weight on our shoulders. That's a lot for us to do, guys. But, you know, while those beliefs 
were positive and inspirational in a lot of ways and broke down walls and gave us the freedom to do whatever the fuck we wanted, which is so fucking cool, right? They also created this massive gnawing pressure that a lot of us wear on our shoulders and has created, as I aforementioned, this dissatisfaction in ourselves that we are supposed to be at this certain place by this certain time, by this certain age. And not only that, but that pressure is kind of drilled down and condensed even more by social media and the level of exposure we have to everybody around us who seems to have made it. And I know this is something I talk about a lot, but it's because I something I know a lot about and I want you to really understand. But I am going to get really granular today. I'm going to get into the specifics of what I intuitively sense are your key areas of insecurity about your career. You can jot these down, make notes, whatever you want to do. Um, but I really think this is going to be a big relief for you today and possibly a turning point in how you feel about your own career. I am just going to run up a little backdrop, a personal story that will give you a wider view on perhaps how, <laughs> I don't know how to say this delicately, your career really doesn't define you. It is not a precursor to happiness. It is not something you have to find the fucking key for, unlock the code for to kind of enter that heightened state of happiness. That is just not the case. Unfortunately, that is something we are taught because from school we are taught it's like life or death, a massive part of our lives. But I'm a living, breathing example that it doesn't have to be. So when I was teaching this talk the other night about career and kind of breaking down these stigmas and these myths that I'm going to get into right now. Somebody asked me at the end of the of the lesson, she said, gee, she's like, wow, like you have so much energy, amazing. What are you going to do with all that this year? Like, what are your ambitions for this year? And honey, I hope you're listening because you said you're going to listen to my podcast. So Dal, if you're listening, hey, honey. And I said to you, I said, I'm going to take more time off. <laughs> That's my goal for this year. Everything I build is going to be about my goal of taking more time off. And I sort of noticed a few jaw drops around the room and people shift uncomfortably in their seats because it is very uncomfortable, this idea that I'm, I'm wanting this thing that I'm not supposed to want. I'm supposed to want the big flashy career, the next hot moment in my career. I'm supposed to want this tangible, I don't know, money goal, progression goal, whatever it is. But I was just sat back and I was like, no, I was like, time off, time off. That's what I want. I'm 31. I'm supposed to just be getting into my flow and don't get me wrong, I am. But instead of me saying that I want this next aggressive goal in my career, I'm like, I want more time off. <laughs> And I almost felt like, not the girl that asked the question, but I felt this tone change in the room of like, oh my God, like, poor thing. Like, she's got all this amazing energy. Think of what she could do with it. Sorry, I just nearly fell over in my chair. Think of what she could do with it. And she wants more time off. <laughs> and fortunately, because I am very secure in my skin and unapologetic and I know what I want, didn't phase me at all. But... If you then apply that to how we make women feel at large in terms of when we're in those 
conversations where a woman maybe expresses that she wants something that isn't what she's supposed to want. Um, you know, in the society we live, that's pretty damning, huh? I mean, that's not going to make her feel great. It's going to make her feel ashamed and like she... Okay, oh, 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 backtrack. Okay, I'll backtrack. No, no, but but just to be clear, yeah, I want time off, but don't get me wrong, I'm going to work my absolute butt off to get it and I'm going to make everything really hard and I'm going to suffer. Don't you worry, I'm going to suffer, guys. Don't you worry. (laughs) And it's like, what the fuck? So I I can't have time off and it just be something easy and simple and pure and maybe I just want to live an easy life and still have all the other stuff I want to like but I think you know the difficulty that we all face is that vision of how we get to that place because the moment I said I want time off everyone is imagining that I'm giving up on my career that I'm loosening the reins I'm letting go I'm getting sloppy I'm getting slack my dream is gonna just somehow fall apart the seams. And my rebuttal to that was, no, the dream is still very much front and center of everything I'm building over these next few years to 10 years of my life. I'm just gonna like enjoy the journey, not hold my breath and take my time doing it. Maybe it will take me two to three years longer than it would have done if I had just racehorsed my way through it. All bets on the table like everything all in, give up quality time in my relationship, give up traveling, give up experiences, give up time cuddling my bunny, having slow moments, like all in. But what, like two, three years, in two, three years time later, I can still have it all anyway? Like what? For me, that's a no brainer. Think of it like this. You know, when you are in a rush to get somewhere, right? So, you know, have kind of two things in your mind. I want you to imagine that you're in a rush to get somewhere on the road, like in your car. You're like, shit, I'm late, I'm late, I'm late. And then also apply that vision to your to your dream, to your goal in your career, your next step, right? You're like, fuck, I'm late, I'm late, I'm late for that too. Like I need to get there now. Urgency, urgency. Imagine both things in your mind, right? You're racing down the motorway. You manage to like cut some people up, overtake. You manage to like do a little cheeky speed. <laughs> you manage to kind of get ahead of those cars that were behind you that were in front of you before, sorry, and you're like, ha, I'm ahead of you now. But then suddenly, everyone slams their brakes on. Everyone comes to a standstill. And you are actually only three meters now, apart from the cars that you whizzed by a second ago and made what, like, I don't know, 100, 200 meters, you know, space from. But suddenly they're back there next to you. Now, that is what is happening when you race, when you try and defy the laws of gravity when it comes to building your dreams. Sometimes things just take the time they take and the more you take your foot off the gas, the more pleasant time you will have getting there because the cars that were behind you on the motorway, they were having a much more relaxing experience just just going at the speed they were. You meanwhile were like white knuckles on the wheel, like really high state of alert. There's like cortisol flooding through your body because you're like, fuck, fuck, I'm driving so fast. I need to really pay attention. God, this is stressful. But you ended up right next to them anyway, the people that were just relaxing. <laughs> and it's it's no different with your dreams This is something that I may sound like I'm speaking about from a place of like being a know-it-all and that this is something really obvious. And I'm not, want you to know that I'm not mocking you. 
I have lived through it myself. It took me my entire 20s to learn this lesson. And it is something that I only learned last year. It's something that I was actually only able to implement this year. It's a process. It's not something that I expect you to just know intuitively, naturally. You have been conditioned over years to believe the exact opposite, that you should speed, you should race. It is a competition. I'm here to tell you it's not and that you will still get exactly where you want to go if you are enjoying yourself along the way. It's just going to take a little bit longer and that's absolutely okay. In fact, you're much more likely to get there if you just let it take the the time it needs to take. Because the moment you start white knuckling it and holding on too tight, that's when you're going to burn out and pass out and explode and implode and just completely lose control of the wheel. So let that be the metaphor that you continually bring to the front of your mind when the next moment you feel yourself starting to speed up to race to think that if you work until 11 o'clock at night instead of shutting your laptop at six, that <laughs> that you're going to make a blind bit of difference in the long run because you're not. All that's going to happen is the next day you're going to wake up tired, pissed off, resentful, and you're going to put in half a day's work the next day. So, of course, everybody, you know, some people thrive at 11 p.m. at night. <laughs> but my point being is that don't slog yourself to death, into the dirt, when it's just going to happen anyway, if you just relax, as in the dream's going to happen anyway. So that's that in a nutshell. I want to just also remind you that, (laughs) this is so fucked up, but it's true. I don't know why I think it's fucked up. It just is like, you know, when things always get drilled down into numbers. Anyway, I'll just say it. So a third of your life is spent at work, right? And let's assume you spend another third sleeping. That means a third is for fucking fun. (laughs) So if a third of your life is spent at work, right? And you are holding your breath at work. You feel like you're in the slog. You're dissatisfied. You're not particularly enjoying it. Like, things are hard, like you're waiting for that next promotion, you're burnt out, whatever it is, or even if like you're having a good time and you've got the balance right, then perfect, but it's still a third. (laughs) And that's quite a, that's something I really want you to just soak into your pores because there is a lot of shit out there right now that says that you need to be this iconic woman in her career who is manifesting all these businesses and career moves in her sleep and that it's kind of easy. That that third is this perfect trifecta of performance and perfection and getting shit done and climbing the mountain and having a great time doing it and being iconic, and slaying, and blah, 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 and I think that can make you feel a bit shit about yourself, can't it? Because it's like, well, hang on, can I not just be iconic, like, just by being me? Like, do I have to have all these other attributes of being this, like, hardcore girl boss? The truth is, you are iconic just by being you. 
okay? And so I'm gonna help you strip all of that down into kind of a few key uh, beliefs about yourself. So let's go through these beliefs about yourself, let's strip them back, let's pull them apart, and let's just give you like a soothing cuddle today to remind you that if you have this big, strong, potent, fermented feeling about your career, that you're supposed to be doing it perfectly and that this third of your life is supposed to be fully orgasmic at all times and that you are supposed to be heading up the chain and making progress and building a business, let's try and break that down and get to a place where you actually understand what it is you want out of that third of your life, not what everybody else wants for you. I will say that again. Let's, by the end of this episode, work out what it is that you want versus what you think everybody else wants for you and then you living that truth because that's not your truth. That is not your truth. That's like the truth at large, apparently, but your truth is just enjoying your life. And then the career is supposed to support that end. Just like I said to you at the start, my big ambitious goal for this year is to have more time off. And then I will reverse engineer that. So I'm doing all the things that make sure that happens, right? It's not that I'm not working on the career. It's not that I'm not doing all that stuff. It's just everything is built towards that end instead of the end of, I'm going to have this like perfect career that like makes everyone think I'm so fantastic, you know? So number one, I want to kind of, oh, okay. I'm not the most delicate person, let's be honest. And I get a bit preachy sometimes. So I'm going to try and like (laughs) say this in a simple way. But there are a lot of podcasts out there and just, you know, social media pages, blah, blah, etc. That they are literally built on the idea of this slaying culture and being a girl boss and fucking works a party and you know I mentioned a few episodes ago that there's a lot of influencers out there talking about having these 10k months and living the life of your dreams at the same time and it's quite it's it's a lot of toxic positivity for you to have in your head because I mean, and this is going to sound controversial, but I don't think work is supposed to be a party all the time. You're going to have moments in your career that do feel like a fucking party, but they're going to be rare. They're going to be moments in time that quite often are spontaneous, you cannot plan, and are totally out of the blue. (laughs) And so it's actually much more normal for you to experience more moments in your job where you feel this lack of inspiration because ultimately it's still a job and it can only provide you with so much personal satisfaction. I mean, I don't know about you, but I have a fucking amazing time sitting on a beach with a mimosa and reading my book. I also love cooking. I love cuddling my bunnies. I love, I don't know, having sex. I love shopping. Fucking love shopping. My God, I love shopping. Fuck. I love going out, talking to people, having cute wines and dinners. And like, trust me, there are a lot of things on my pleasure list before work. Now, 
Work does provide a deeper satisfaction. It also provides us with the space for gratitude when it comes to doing all those other things. Because when you're working hard and you kind of know what it is to go through the day-to-day of building something slowly and often painstakingly, it it gives you a lot of perspective on just how joyful and fun it is to do all that other pleasure stuff, right? Like to do the shopping, to go for the wines, especially if you've paid for it all yourself. I mean, fuck, there's no greater feeling. So please don't think that I'm shitting on you having a job full stop. I'm really not. Like we all need to have a purpose in life. And most often that purpose is very closely connected to our careers, okay? However, that does not mean that it's not a fucking grind and that it's not hard. I don't know when this this belief happened in the world that everyone was like, okay, so because like this career is part of my purpose, I therefore have to enjoy it all the time and have a really great time. Like what, so who's, what fucking sicko said that? What sicko said that? Like, your purpose can have a totally different pleasure center <laughs> to whatever it is you do for fun to have a fucking great time. Like, the two, the two things don't... You, work doesn't have to be a party. It doesn't have to be fun all the time, okay? And work goes up and down a lot. Like, it has rewards after you've done a lot of hard work. Like I just said, it's not just this series of wins. It's a lot of losses too. And I want you to accept that for yourself. I want you to accept that it is very normal to experience losses in your job, in your career. It's more normal than the wins. And that's why the wins are so coveted and put on a pedestal by all of us. Because we know they're rare. We know they're special. And that is normal. Winning all the time is not normal. That is not it, okay? The second kind of myth I want to break down for you is that, and I know you know this, so I'm not going to go on about it, but there's an action I want you to take. So you're only seeing the 0.01 percenters on Instagram, right? You know that, don't you? Please tell me you know that. The internet is literally designed to curate the coolest, hottest shit in your feed. It's designed to nauseate you to the point where you're addicted and you want to keep watching more because it's escapism. But as you will know by now, while that is lovely in the moment to feel that pure escapism, it's also very intimidating. Very intimidating. It makes you feel inferior It also doesn't show you the years of these 0.01 percenters' lives that preceded those big moments for them that you're seeing right there on your feed. It doesn't show you the resources they had backing them to see what you're seeing now. And it doesn't show you the sacrifice they made, which, I hate to break it to you, girl, are often of things you wouldn't be prepared to give up. And I'm going to like throw in a little personal nugget at this juncture. So <clears throat> I, I'm i not going to get into it too much because it's like private, but I helped start a company back in 2014 that recently just got acquired. And I'm so proud of all of us for building this company and for this acquisition. 
it's incredible. Every woman behind this brand that we built, like it deserves to be running the world, okay? However, it was a crazy full circle moment for me to realize that I gave up a lot of my equity and ownership in this company when I realized that I would have to move full time to New York in order to continue that executive role in the brand, right? So I instead I decided to step back and be a consultant, reduce my equity and just, yeah, just not be as close to the company anymore. And I did that because I knew that if I moved to New York full time, the trade-off would be that I would have to work full time in this company. I mean, fairs, you know? They were gonna move me out to New York and like put me on a salary and all the things. But I just wasn't prepared to do it. There was something thudding so loudly in my chest. Like my heart was pounding at the walls of my chest, pleading with me, begging with me, saying, Chi, you have a dream. You have your own personal dream to help women feel better in their daily lives. And that's your thing. That's where your happiness lives, your deepest, deepest happiness. And if you go, yes, you might feel wealthy and meet blah, 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 and do blah, 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 and get a fucking, I don't know, (laughs) super rich American boyfriend. (laughs) I don't know what it is. But you might have the fucking time of your life, but maybe that's somebody else's life and that's not the one that you're supposed to live and all of this shit was like swimming around in my soul and I was like and everybody I spoke to was like oh my god like New York like once in a lifetime opportunity like oh my god like the 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 company like the the role that whole thing and all I could think about was yeah but like when am I gonna run my my own business when am I when am I gonna have time to do that and everyone was like oh just like do it on the side and I was like yeah, okay, I'll do it on the side. I mean, sure, sleep deprivation, super fun. I'll do it on the side. (laughs) Because, you know, I've been to New York 13, 14 times. Like, I know the drill. Everybody out there, if you have a full-time job, you are living and breathing that shit. You go home, you get up, you go, it's go time. And I'm not the kind of person that could, like, half do things, I would be all in. And that would leave me with very little creative room to build my own biz on the side. So yeah, it it was a full circle moment for me to realize that the things that I wanted weren't the things that society defined as successful for me to want. I wanted to withdraw, go small, build my small business from the ground up, I didn't want to go straight to the big lights for something that wasn't necessarily my own personal dream. I loved it, don't get me wrong. It was a fucking amazing, amazing opportunity. But it wasn't for me. And I don't know if enough people actually look themselves in the mirror and ask themselves that question of, yeah, but is this for me? Like, is this the life I want? Or is this just something shiny? And this brings me back to what I was trying to say before I brought in the personal nugget, which is that when you see these 0.1 percenters on Instagram, you are not seeing the sacrifice they made 
often of things that you wouldn't be prepared to give up to get there. I just gave you a personal example. I was not prepared to make the sacrifice required to go out and live in New York full-time as a full-time creative director for a brand that I helped build. I was not prepared to do that. So that's not the version of my life that you see now. And I'm at peace with that because I chose my truth. But when you see somebody on Instagram or whoever they are out there in the world that you think is living this cool, amazing life, I want you to ask yourself if you are actually, actually, actually prepared in yourself to do the things they did to get that. And if the answer is no, that is okay. That's your prerogative. That's your MO. That's your specific set of preferences about your own life. And there is nobody, there is no rule book out there that dictates that you have to want this particular kind of life. You can want any life you want. It's as simple as that. Okay, where are we at, honeys? Oh my God, we're at like 30 minutes. I mean, are you still listening? Are you still here enjoying it? Okay, let's let's push forward. The next myth I wanna break down for you about you in your career, you as the main character, is that I think you might believe that success should be something that happens consistently if you work hard. I know when I was at school, I literally slogged myself to death. Like I would stay up late, I would make sure that I was an A star student. I got five A stars and six A's at my GCSEs and I was like, ha, I've cracked the code. I know how the universe works. (laughs) If I work hard, then that means I'm gonna be successful. (laughs) Oh, how I was mistaken. And if you have that belief, you are mistaken too. Because success doesn't work like that. If that was how it worked, then there wouldn't be people out there in like third world countries or in like less fortunate situations who literally bust their gut, balancing motherhood, having a job, like trying to build something that doesn't work or like isn't going to work for another 30 years. Like, are you telling, are you seriously telling me that the Indian guy driving his cab around he's so proud of in India driving tourists around all day that pay him next to nothing working 18 hour days are you seriously telling me that he isn't working hard he's fucking busting his gut to feed his family is he successful by your definition of successful no he is not he struggles to survive he struggles to put food on the table and that in itself defines the essence of Success is not a work hard, get reward type thing. It just isn't. Success instead is something that happens in these small bursts, these moments of win, luck even. You might have a drought for years, you might have years of lull, then out the blue you'll just have this fucking moment and you'll be like, wow, didn't see that coming. Success doesn't understand the word fair. It doesn't get that you put in all this these hours of work into something, so therefore you're expecting a result. It, it, it just, it, it's, it defies logic, I know, for you. Because at school we're taught that the harder you work, the better result you get. But unfortunately in adulthood, that is not how it works. Success 
is sometimes utterly, totally random. However, you do have to be in it to get a chance of attracting it. So I'm not saying like, you know, turn your head the other way and like, don't bother. Like if it happens, it happens. Like it's random. No, you'd have to be in it to be in with a chance of success. But what I'm saying is that you you can't force it by working harder. The key instead is to be slow and be consistent. That's the vibe. As we know from every fucking fairy tale, like fable, whatever, ever, like it's the underdog who comes through when they just keep chipping away. It's the turtle who beats the hare in the race. There isn't any need for you to make these big, bold statements in your career that are like, okay, sure, take risks. But I mean, like, you don't need to be the one that's staying last in the office. You don't need to starve yourself all morning and not go off and have a snack because you think that if you have that snack, you're like interrupting your progress. (laughs) I mean, for fuck's sake, why are we so dramatic? Honestly, burning out isn't gonna do any favors. Like if you just stay in it, be slow and consistent over a long period of time, instead of being this perfectionist that has to juggle all the balls and do everything perfectly all the time, It's just, oh my God, my tummy's rumbling. My tummy's like, you literally just fucked yourself, Chi. She's like, you're hungry. Why didn't you have a snack before you recorded this podcast? Ah, I've been had. (laughs) It's true. You know, it's still still drilled into me as well. I was like, no, I'll record the podcast. Then I deserve a snack. Like that's the, the problematic world in which we live. Be slow, be consistent, okay? If you just do that, over and over again, you're going to stay in your groove instead of exiting it because you're burning out. And then once you're in that slow chug of a long haul, you're going to like hit those pockets of success anyway. Speeding down the motorway is not going to get anything done any quicker, okay? I hope that you can take a moment just now and just let all this sink in and let it make you feel better because... I'm trying to show you that if you just go more slowly and you just forgive yourself for things taking the time they take and actually enjoying your life en route, all of this stuff is going to happen for you anyway, honey. I promise. I promise. The fourth myth I want to bust open for you is that you have a lot less time than you think. And I'm not talking about your whole life. You have a fucking shit ton of time in your life, okay? I'm talking about you having a lot less time than you think in the day-to-day. This was the hardest thing for me to learn in my 20s, for sure. Like, number one hardest. I honestly thought that I could jam-pack so much into a day and then accepting that I couldn't would cause me daily heartbreak, disappointment, feeling like I wasn't good enough, feeling like I was failing because I couldn't even complete my own fucking to-do list. And, you know, it kind of, it it actually leaks a bit into that previous point we were just making, right, that about you being a perfectionist and thinking if you work hard enough, you can be successful. And then for you, working hard enough means working these long hours because you set yourself these insurmountable to-do lists every day. 
But all that happens, as you'll know, if you look inward now, is you end up feeling like shit about yourself. You've set yourself a to-do list that isn't possible. I guarantee you that whatever you've already mentally, subconsciously decided is on your plate for tomorrow or today if you're listening early in the morning is too much. And that the result of that is you are continually setting yourself up to feel like shit. Instead, what I want you to do is I want you to, I want you to set the bar lower. Because when you set the bar lower and then you hit it and you surpass it, you feel like a success, okay? You know that expression, expect nothing and you won't be disappointed. Like I've literally grown up on that expression. My parents drilled it into me. Expect nothing and you won't be disappointed. It's so true. You know, like when you're driving down a road and suddenly this beautiful sunset emerges and you weren't even thinking about the sun or what time of day it was. You're like, oh my God, that's amazing. This is the same thing. Like if you set the bar low with your to-do list for the day, you will notice that at the end of the day, you have this huge wave of happiness descend over you. The sunset will come crashing down on you in this warm glow because you'll be like, I feel accomplished today. I got everything done that I said I was going to do. And then here's the huge irony. The side effect of that is that you feel energized and confident in your own ability to get things done. And you wake up the next day thinking, right, I feel focused. I feel purposeful. I'm going to actually work a solid hour today without looking at my phone because I'm not going to be in that defeatist mindset where I already kind of know that I'm not going to be able to get through all this because I feel so overwhelmed and God, I'm a failure. No, if you instead start the day from a place of yesterday, you completed everything on your to-do list, that sense of accomplishment gives you more energy to get more done. And then once you've kind of set that bar really low, so I want, so for example, if you have five things I need to do this tomorrow, I want you to slash it down to two, okay? And you might be like, I can't cheat, I can't. Like, I'm telling you that if you do this over the period of a working week, by the end of the week, you're still gonna have get gotten everything done because of the energy you are releasing for yourself by trying to do less and then noticing how lovely that feels and then having these bursts of energy to get it all done anyway but naturally without holding a fucking gun to your own head try it trust me I didn't develop these little wrinkles around my eyes just for fun I developed them so I could (laughs) teach you all my wise and earthly lessons okay set the bar lower just like in relationships when when you start a new relationship with someone and you're like I'm fully expecting you to be a piece of shit right now. You are going to waste my time. You're going to be an asshole. This is just not worth it. (laughs) And then like when they buy you flowers, you're like, okay, that was nice. Let's see what's next. I'm intrigued. I'm curious. I want you to feel curious about what's next on your to-do list because you're giving yourself enough damn time to do it. Okay? (laughs) 
The fifth and final myth I want to break down for you, and this really is the moment in this podcast. This is the moment. This is what we've been building up to throughout this episode. (sighs) Yeah, just take a deep breath. Fuck yeah, let's take a deep breath. In through my congested nostrils, hopefully yours aren't, and then breathe out. (sighs) Okay. The desire to quit is often a delusion. This is an epiphany that changed my life because if you feel, if you feel right now, again, pay attention to yourself and how you emotionally react when I say this. If you feel like you're pursuing the wrong thing, but you just can't tell, then here's the truth. When you have way too much on your plate, that's when you're going to feel like you're on the wrong path, doing the wrong thing. You're going to find yourself resenting your job or your business because you're busting your butt so hard and not seeing a return for all that hard work. When you try to do everything perfectly, that's when you're going to burn out and want to quit. That's when you're going to feel sick because it's all too much. If you try and do everything perfectly, all that's going to happen is you end up hating all of it. But if you slow down, something magic happens, okay? Really take this in. Whatever it is you're working on will become fun again if it's the right thing for you. But if it doesn't become fun again, once you've slowed down, then it's not the right thing for you. And that very simple logic is going to allow you to work out whether you're pursuing the wrong thing or not, when at the moment you just can't tell, okay? This logic could stop you from derailing a career that you do actually love or staying in one that you just don't. So if you slow down, that truth will be revealed to you. So here's your mission for this week. I know I don't usually give you a mission, but fuck it, you're getting a mission this week, okay? After a day operating super slowly, okay, I want you to reflect on how it felt and you will be surprised just how quickly a clear answer surfaces for you to this question. Are you actually sick of your job Or are you just burnt out and need to slow down? Are you actually sick of your job? Or are you just burnt out and need to slow down? Or better still, take a break, then come back to work and proceed with slowing down from that place. I hope that right now you are feeling that sense of relief I mentioned at the start of this episode in the knowledge that all that confusion and dissatisfaction and buried resentment you feel towards your career, all that confusion, it can very easily be broken down by just 
accepting these myths, these beliefs that have been falsely drilled into you, work is not supposed to be a party. You're only seeing the 0.01%ers on Instagram and you're probably not prepared to make the sacrifice that some of them had to, to do that. And that's not me saying that you're weak or you can't. I'm just saying that maybe they made a particular set of life choices that aren't for you and that's okay. I want you to also remember that success is a cruel bitch. It is not work hard, be successful. That is not the formula. Instead, being slow and consistent is because that means you're in it. You're in with a chance of winning at that success. Then I want you to remember that you have a lot less time than you think. As in day to day, you need to slash the stuff on your to-do list, set the bar way lower so that you get that feeling of accomplishment pumping through your veins at the end of the day and start the next one feeling confident, And like, you can actually achieve everything that you've set out to achieve that day. Because that feeling creates energy. And with energy, you can do more anyway. And then that big final fifth myth. Ooh, that rhymes. (laughs) The desire to quit is often a delusion. And that delusion is you having too much on your plate. And feeling pissed off and burnt out and just needing to slow down. And actually, maybe after once you've done that, you're going to like your career again. And if you don't, then you know it's time to leave. If you have any questions about this episode, because I know we've gone super granular in the details, make sure that you reach out to me on DM at the Wahoo Club. And I'll be there, honey. I'll be there. Have an amazing rest of your week. And if you can just even implement one of these changed beliefs into your life, I will feel so fucking proud of you. I really will. And I know you can do it. I will see you next week.